You're a funny guy, Sally. I like you. So I'm going to kill, so you, going last. To kill you last. What do you want to tell me now, tough guy? I said, Bing, what are you doing here? I thought I'd tell you to go fuck your mother. Now I'm all of them. You don't trust me at all, You like my work? This intro? I'll tell you what. You make it through the mob without killing anybody. Then I'll start trusting you. Fair enough. Remember, Sally, when I promised to kill you last? That's what made you. You did. I lied. All right. I had to let him go. This is Kill You Last. Somebody really likes our intro. That's good. It's a good sign. Uh, I'm Peter Garachi. I'm Alex Bashera. We have our guest today, Kevin Goatee. Hey, now. Yeah, I fucking killed that intro because I'm a sucker for 80s quality action films, goddammit. We're, yeah. we're not even doing action today. We're doing, well, I mean, golf is golf and action. No. This is no. not action. No, it's not action. There's explosions. There's it's one explosion. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We're doing Caddyshack, a uh, comedy that started the, it came out in 1980. Yes. And um, great film, classic film. And uh, you, this was out hesitation. This was your, your choice. So tell us a little bit about why you picked this movie. My personal favorite film of all time, Caddyshack. Why? Because it is fucking funny. The quotes have stood the test of time and then some. I dare you to go on a golf course now and not hear a quote from Caddyshack. Someone's going to do a Gunga Galunga. Someone's going to go, it's in the hole. Or someone's going to say, llama, big hitter llama. You're going to hear, it's, it stood the test of time for almost 40 years. The cast is perfect. The jokes are flawless. And I dare you find someone funnier than Rodney Dangerfield uh, yeah. in, in a film role. So we, were, we, were, we kind of alluded to this a little bit in the conversation beforehand. Like, I, I think comedy now sucks. Comedy movies. I'd, ra- I'd rather watch a, I, I, I laugh more at a Joe Pesci or a, a Coen Brothers movie than a quote-unquote comedy that's come out. The last, the last best comedy is Borat, and that was 2003. Yeah, yeah, and it's so we were talking about like you. This movie has Bill Murray, really unknown Bill Murray, un, unknown Chevy Chase. Disagree. Bill Murray was very well known. Well, but Meatballs, but SNL as a movie star. This is literally his second right. movie. I'm saying if these he's guys on are, SNL. You can't say unknown. No, but these meatballs. guys, these guys are not tested as as movie stars. Really, it's, I mean, I think it's Rodney's first movie. Is that right? I read how many books on this film. I've read Rodney Dangerfield's autobiography. Fun fact: Do you know he lost money? Because when he took this role, he's killing it in Vegas, and he had to unbook himself from Vegas to shoot this, and lost money because they were paying him less on Caddyshack. But this obviously catapulted him to the stratosphere. Yeah, no, this and then again, like today, you we were about to talk about as like who would you even pick as the Rodney Dangerfield, Bill Murray, and Chevy Chase of today? We don't even have this level of comedy talent in movies. I, don't, I have saying, I so. have two out of the four. My wife and I kind of sat down and and and, and kicked the idea around because she's also a fan. I think the easiest one, and I'm not saying it's easy by any stretch, but if I had to pick the easiest one, would be Ty Webb, Chevy Chase, and that's Bradley Cooper. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, like, patrician. He's funny, too. He could be funny. Quirky, smarmy. A a bit of a dick. Yeah. Yeah. And the the Rodney, and this is not, I'm not standing by this fully, but this is the only person we could come up with, would be Zach Galifianakis. Not loving it, but if I had to choose somebody to do it, it would be him, but it's not a glowing recommendation. Obviously not as like abrasive or, you know. No, well, no. Yeah, not even close, well, but but as odd, maybe. Thank yeah. God we have this movie, though, and now we don't have to cast it in 2019 because right. it would be I couldn't. I, I couldn't begin to tell you who could play Ted Knight. That was the, by far the hardest person to oh. try to, to figure out, like, who's that old smarmy, like, white douchey guy, the country club guy? Yeah. You know, the guy that I aspire to be in about 30 years? Uh, that guy. Well, it's, it's funny because 
and this comes up a lot in this podcast, like difference between eighties and today. Like this is a movie tits. I mean, oh, well, that yes, uh, that we're gonna get into uh, Blondie McPerky tits because that she's my favorite. Fun uh, fact about her, if you wouldn't mind, I'm gonna drop in the lottery so they know this. Her name, <laughs> uh, she was also in Tron. Yes. Yeah. Weird. And John Peters, who also was the producer, because I read one of his books too. Told, flat out said she was she was against the topless scene. He goes, basically, you're never gonna fucking work again if you don't get topless in Caddyshack. Oh my Whoa. god! So he kind of like, kind of. I don't want to say me too, because to, it's not really a me too situation, but it's heavy blackmail. That's for goddamn sure. But yeah, she was out, and she only did Tron and Caddyshack, and after that, she said, "I'm done with Hollywood." Yeah. And so also the uh, the Irish uh, was she a waitress in the movie? The, Maggie. Maggie. She was the girl in, in Animal House. In Animal House that has the fall season and yeah. faints, and it, literally that was her career. She was in like Two all films. the National Lampoon's movies, and it disappeared. It's a good Both career. Bad time for for women. Yeah, How, I, yeah, Harold Ramis specialties right there. Harold Ramis directed uh, Caddyshack, and he had a part in obviously in uh, in uh, Animal House. And and that's the thing too is that with because comedy, I don't know. I, I go back and forth with this because like comedy takes time. Like these Carol, Harold Ramis first movies, first movie was a director, but he'd been writing comedy at this point probably for about ten years. Right. And the National Lampoons, they were literally putting out a was it weekly or monthly? The National Lampoons, the magazine. radio show. I'm saying the, the magazine. Oh yeah, the yeah, magazine. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I don't. Know, I think it was monthly, but yeah, he was doing that. They're doing the radio show. All those guys. Yeah. So these guys are churning stuff out, and then so this is like I've been. I was actually thinking about this all day because it's like even if you watch um, like the Marx Brothers movies. Those guys actually took those bits on the road. They performed them on stage, and they worked the bits out over and over and over again. So that by the time they put them into a movie, they're like A plus bits. And this not this movie is is not something that was was recycled bits. But these guys had been working together. You know, you know, uh, Bill Murray and Chevy Chase come from SNL. They come from this this environment where they're every week required to put out content create 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 and it, it made for like you know they caught lightning in a bottle with this movie they made pretty much a perfect comedy don't forget brian doyle murray bill murray's brother yeah. wrote this as well he was on the, he was i think behind the scenes on snl as well he was he a also, writer for years yeah yeah, yeah he, i didn't even know bill murray had a brother he's the uh is he that's what he's, is he's, lou, he's lou the caddyshack guy yeah 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 oh Okay, all right. Lou raised prices of coat. Lou's been losing at the track. <laughs> you it. pick up that blood. He's also is he the mayor in uh, in uh, Groundhog Day? Not a yeah. Is he the mayor or is he, he the, is. He's the guy who announces the Groundhog? And yeah. he's also Noah's arcade owner, Noah from Wayne's World. Okay, oh. yeah, yeah. he's <laughs> one of those guys arcade, who's been yeah. around. He's, but they like I always like I always wonder like the movies that really mean a lot to the actors involved, like uh, uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, right? Like. Literally, Paul Newman and Robert Redford named their respective organizations after their characters in that movie. So obviously, that gang. experience meant a lot to them. So the Murray brothers own Caddyshack Restaurant. So obviously, this movie was huge for them and a huge experience for them. So it means a lot, for I, th- I feel like, for everybody involved. Bombed at the theater, too, by the way. Did it really? Bombed at the theater. In fact, when they did their press release at Dangerfield, it's only a few <laughs> short blocks away. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, who was hung over, Rodney was all hung over and Ted Knight showed up professional as always. And, and then the direct writer, director, Brian Kenny, who actually was the guy who fell in the volcano, Hawaii, and died under serious circumstances. Yeah. He was just snippy. He's like, this fucking film sucks. I don't know why we, why we did it, but yeah, he, everyone was short. Everyone was hung over. Yeah. He was the editor of the National Lampoons and then co-wrote yeah. this movie. He so, died like, like 32. I think he died. Something yeah. crazy. So Caddyshack wasn't an immediate success. No, not at all. I did not know that. No. I've always, you know, this movie has always been presented to me as like, you gotta see Caddyshack. You gotta see Caddyshack. I don't know how old he. I don't know how old. Forty two. Forty two. Okay, definitely more Peter's generation. I'm twenty seven. 
I'd say since I was six years old, people have been telling me to watch Caddyshack. I watched it for the first time uh, today at work while I was preparing for this. It was great. It, Thank you. It, it was a hundred percent great. I, I, I love it. Goddamn right. No, I'm, I, <laughs> and it was. It, I'm not just saying that because Peter, you know, I, when I don't yeah. like a movie, I've, I've I, been pretty vocal about it. But uh, this was honestly fantastic and true to the '80s and true to the time. It wasn't like. I liked it because it oh it lasts or it has this like it's staying power. It's just good. It's a good eighties comedy, but right. it is an eighties comedy. It's it's sure. good comedy. There's constant jokes. Like oh, every yeah. other, every other line is a joke. But as then soon as Rodney enters the film, it is just like a game it's like on. A, it's like <laughs> a riot. It's just it's, insane. It's funny because he's doing like when he like in the in the uh, the country club the the restaurant in the country club. Yeah, that's like, he's yeah. literally oh, doing dance of the living dead. He's doing bits. He's he's like we, doing crowd work. He's, he's like, like yeah. it seems very <laughs> improvisational. Yeah, he's like, he's ever, just like yeah. who's this fucking old guy? Basically, is what he's saying. You ever made the graveyard two blocks that way? Yeah. You ever made fourteen dollars the hard way? Like yeah. that's my favorite. Line oh yeah, when he's literally touching his wife. So <laughs> then another story about Rodney in this is he would get yeah. mad because no one was laughing when he was doing his lines because he's used to being like as a comic. Like sure. everyone's laughing instantaneously after I deliver my jokes. He's like, "What the fuck?" He's like, "Rodney, this is a film. We don't, you can't laugh." While because he was getting pissed, his characters, you know, trying to vibe off their chemistry and their energy. He was like, "No one's laughing. This this fucking sucks. I suck. What's going on here?" So he had no idea. You can't laugh while yeah. he's delivering his fucking many, many, many hilarious lines. My all time favorite, and it's so underrated. Yeah, uh, actually, my two favorite. I'll tell you the first one though is. Uh, he goes, oh, you guys are Italian, huh? And he goes, oh, yeah, this must be, you know, for, for Italians, this is skilled labor, you know? And, the other, <laughs> and then what I love, I love is when he goes, uh, um, uh, oh, fuck, I just blanked on the, on the setup. I don't want to fucking do it wrong. What's but he's the scene? Like, we could get to it. Yeah, I know. It's like, uh, oh, he slices in the woods. He goes, damn, oh, yeah. okay, you can owe me. So whenever we play black, we go to Vegas every year. We play black, like a, like a buddy needs, like, oh, can you, I'm going to double down. Can you spot me a green? And go, okay, course. you can owe me. And this, yeah. every time the fucking dealers just crack the fuck up. <laughs> Hell yeah. That joke, it's just, that whole film is just every, there are so many lines yeah. in this film. Yeah. I'm a huge Bill Murray guy, and I, I don't like when Bill Murray is not the smartest guy in the room. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't, I can't watch um, What About Bob, and I don't watch like the man, the man Who Knew Too Little. Like, I like, I like smarmy Bill Murray. This is the only time Bill Murray is not the coolest guy in the room, I think, in a movie. What about in Tootsie? He wasn't the smartest guy in the room then either. But he, he's great in Tootsie. He, yeah. That's an underrated Bill Murray performance. I just saw that for the first time a few months ago. Tootsie, I'm like, ah, it's probably going to suck. It's 80s. It's going to be, I mean, done. Thing in the 80s, but it's going to be so sure. dated. And who cares about a man dressing up as a woman? Because I saw Mrs. Doubtfire first, obviously. That film is fucking great. It still stands up very, Amazing. very well. Very it, well. I believe it was up for best picture. It, like, it literally. Sure, I buy that. One of the best movies of that, of that year, easily. 82 or 83. Pa- I mean, Sidney Pollock is like an all time great director. Like, yeah. It had, uh, like, they, 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 they famously fought uh, Dustin Hoffman and Sidney Pollock on the movie. So Sidney Pollock is his agent in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the director oh, of yeah. the movie. So they, cut, they use, like, their tension. In like real life, in in a scene where they're fighting about his uh, his acting career, it's amazing. But Bill Murray has a small part in that movie, the roommate, yeah. as the roommate best friend, and he's fucking phenom- Great. phenomenal in that movie. Yeah, he play, uh Bill Murray basically in Caddyshack plays. I don't want a mentally challenged person. Like he's pretty autistic. He, well, I think even more well, so. He it's obviously. Like he can't function really. He's the guy. He's the grounds well, he, guy. We'll do the same thing with the Gophers. Yeah, well, <laughs> there's a really weird scene with him and Chevy Chase at the end. Well, they comes. hate each other. That's why. Did you know that? In real uh, life, yeah, they yeah. hate each other. And that I was the, they that. had to write a scene together because they said we cannot have the two biggest stars 
not doing a single scene together. So that whole I, yeah. cannonball scene was written up kind of when the film was being created, was filming, and they got we got to do something, but they fucking hate each other from SNL. So. You could almost tell yeah. uh, on screen. Yeah, so you, pool so, or pond? Pool, pond would be good for you. So basically Bill Murray was like the only guy in his crew from Second City that didn't get hired at SNL. Uh, and Chevy Chase left SNL after one year because he thought he was going to be a huge star, which he was right. And Bill Murray took his spot. So there was a rivalry between the two of them. And it, it, it can be argued. I actually, one time I said something like, oh, like, isn't it funny that, you know, Chevy Chase was a huge star and then he's not, and then Bill Murray is a huge star? And my friend got offended. He's like, Chevy Chase was the biggest star of the 80s. And I was like, all right. He, but he, he, I mean, was, he, was, he was a huge star. Was Point huge. taken, but your friend sounds like kind of a queef. Yeah, yeah it was, <laughs> I was, I was, I'm sorry <laughs> it was I little, looked to you, but I, I blanked. He I, really, little, I just lost the He was being a little sensitive about it. I mean, yeah. I, think, I think Bill Murray wins the long game, definitely. <laughs> oh, my God. And everyone knows Chevy Chase is kind of a piece of shit after what happened with uh, the uh, community. Forget community. He was a known jerk off before, way, but he was a known yeah. jerk off in the 80s. You know, that's, Re- no, that's insane when you're yeah. at the height of your success and you're still a piece of shit. But that also shows the level of talent you have when you can be an asshole and you still get hired. True. Definitely. When, definitely. They, when they have to like work around. When, yes. people, when people are getting warm about working oh with yeah you. you hear about it all the time in comedy yeah. obviously yeah, like, well, listen, <laughs> i mean come on like every every club has a story about a guy that we probably know or you know perform with yeah and it's like oh that guy you know but i say this whoever's going after him is fucked he's not they're not gonna go my like, favorite of all time is david tell and that motherfucker is the nicest guy in the world you remember him all the time at mcdougall find some sweetheart find someone to talk to talk shit about david tell i fucking dare you no yeah. one and he's the and he's by far the greatest Right now, and I, I'll, I'll put him on my fucking Mount Rushmore. Him and Rodney, and then we can fight out the other two. But I think he's the best club comic of all time. There's no yeah, argument here. Insane. I think money and success just like they just highlight who you are. I don't think people get changed by that stuff. I think if you're if you're a good guy mm-hmm. and you're successful and you're wealthy, you just it just projects how much of a great guy you are. And if you're a piece of shit, having the money and success makes you a bigger piece of shit. But does David tell not having really that much money or success, but he is the fucking, everyone knows he's the greatest uh, comic. Well, but I also think he, I mean. He, he has the res- ultimate respect of his peers. Yeah. So he has that in terms of success. And monetarily, he gets, you know, he's gotten money from people like Amy Schumer who have given him roles in movies. We brought her people, up, yeah. And Chelsea Handler, too. And all those people. He but brought he, every New York comic but he, I mean, up. He, Everyone. Had, he, had, he makes plenty of money. Like he, oh, he's, sure. He's not making tens of millions of dollars a year. But he For his talent level, he should be doing way yes. more. Not even close. Yes. Than like Maniscalco. If you're a fan, that's fine. I just no, don't he's mind great, it. too. It's not, but just there's no comparison. But that's, yeah. the, but that's the business. I was talking to somebody about bumping mics. Bumping mics. Loved it. Which it's great, oh, yeah. but it's it's Jeff Ross who has all this cachet in Hollywood using his cachet to help his friend who's a better comic than he is. Right on. That's and, pretty and, cool, and, Jeff. And Jeff Ross, like he recognized he's like, I'm just trying to help my friend. Like he's gotta do radio. Like he's gotta promote. Like he doesn't want to do this shit that you have to do if you wanna be in the in the game. And he like Jeff Ross knows that Attell is a greater comic than he is, but Jeff Ross also knows that he has power in Hollywood that to help the guy. But that's just I mean, that's just you know, it's just just the nature of of the business. It, there's no justice in comedy. Ain't that the fucking truth? I wish it was a meritocracy. But this why this this film Caddyshack still stands the test of time because it is. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, if you want to put your four best com- again another Mount Rushmore, Mount Rushmore reference, it's this. I mean, you can argue naked. I'll put Naked Gun on there. You yeah. can put. You can even okay. argue American Pie. You can even argue. I don't know. American fuck. Pie only in terms of impact, cultural. I love impact. it. It's still fucking funny. I it love American up. Pie, but I get shit on all the time for saying I like American Pie. 
by guys like you who are in their four, early 40s, late 30s. They're like, you don't know what real comedy is. I and they'll cite fr- Caddyshack as like, but I'm like, I'm not saying I don't kind like of, it. It's, it's, right. They're both great Raunchy, R-rated comedies. Right. Sure. It's, it's fantastic. It's funny as shit. And they both stand the test of time beautifully. I saw that film in the theater three fucking times. Yeah. Well, this, Loved it. I, like, I love the, the Harold Ramis, Bill Murray combination. So to me, like, I think Ghostbusters to me might be my favorite. And really? it's like not even that that much of a straight comedy. Like no. I I like comedy with other stuff. Like I love 48 hours. I love I think know, 48 hours is insanely overrated. Insanely really? overrated. In what way? Ready In the sense fight. That, yeah, oh my god. <laughs> You're about to fight with Peter by because, the way. Why? Because first of all, it is late. It's it did it did open the door for buddy action. There would be no lethal weapon if it weren't for 48 hours. I give it that. However, it is lazy writing. The jokes are not fucking funny except for the redneck bar shit. He's an asshole, but it's supposed to be a buddy cop thing, but he's an asshole. To, he's, look at you nodding and laughing. I don't know. You see, here's the thing. I'm laughing because I know P- if, when Peter loves a movie, he really loves a movie. So I haven't seen the film, but I'm, I hope you're right about everything I'm you're right saying now. right now. It, it does not stand the test of time yeah. well. Forget the, I don't care about using the N-word. That's fine. I don't give, well, it's not fine. But well, you know it's I'm definitely saying. not fine. Let, I mean, it's not fine in that regard. Clearly that's podcast. But some, but some, but some, we pe- do not, we do not. <laughs> but some people will fuck up. Oh, they said the N-word. And that's automatically, they can't watch anymore because of whatever. Right. Okay. It's, I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's yeah. dated and not in a good way. It's the action's lazy. The jokes are not there again, except for the fucking redneck scene. <laughs> I'm on board, man. Yeah. This makes sense. Eddie Murphy's <laughs> best film ever was Beverly Hills Cop One. I can obviously Beverly Hills Cop Two also amazing. I do not think Forty Eight Hours. It doesn't hold up at all, and I do not think it deserves to be put on the pantheon that most people put it on. Okay, opening statement, Peter. Go. I. I wasn't even prepared to go in on Forty Eight Hours. Hey Amen. Comics, go ahead. Improv. What, what I'm saying, yeah. I don't. I don't think Forty Eight Hours is my favorite. I, I think. I actually think Beverly Hills Cop is the best. Aha! Eddie Murphy. I win. <laughs> yeah. No, but, but I. But what I'm the only the only reason I brought it up is that I like I like comedy in yeah. in real world scenario. I don't okay. like the, yeah. the, the the problem I have with the Hangovers and all these other bullshit movies is that. It's not. It's not. Re- I like comedy based in reality. Well, so well, American a- Pie was like a very you know realistic college nineteen ninety nine depiction of that environment. Yeah, that's. I, I mean, think. what's like heightened, but C- Caddyshack know. making a comedy about the country club world of golfers. It's like it's such an original idea. These guys, and it's also interesting because these guys, that's what they grew up with. Like the Murray brothers, like they they grew were up, cad. They were actual caddies. Yeah, they were working as caddies. And like we were saying, we really should talk about Ted Knight because he is kills it, destroyed, and a huge too close for comfort fan. When I was yeah, a kid, I was Monroe, like, <laughs> Monroe. Ted Knight had a sitcom where he was a cartoonist, and he he drew a cartoon of a, was it a moose? Yeah, it was a. And so he had a, a he had a puppet, and while he was drawing the cartoon, he would talk to the moose puppet. This was in the sitcom every week. It was a huge hit. Well, I, I don't know if it was a huge hit. It was it was a relative hit. He got sick. And I think that he they had, had cancer. cancer. He had two hot sisters. Uh, two hot daughters. Sisters, two hot daughters. A blonde and a brunette. And, and a gay and a gay neighbor. And what happened gay- to the daughters? Are they like actresses or? Uh, they're probably around. Oh, okay. It, you always think doing like, Showtime porno film. You always think whatever happened to these guys, and then you look at their IMDb, and you, they usually work. Like yeah. the, who's the kid? Uh, who's the kid in this movie? I can't think of his. Danny Noonan. Danny. Noonan. I yeah. liked him. I was he like, was oh, whatever happened to him? He's, he's in the been, Great Santini. He's been working nonstop. Yeah. For oh, really? Thirty years. I didn't expect him to fuck in this movie. I thought he. And when he got it, I was like, he's gonna fuck. 
fuck? I was so happy for him. This, by the way, the guy. That makes sense. Like the guy, uh, the Nunzio was fucking Lacey Underall. Like they were dating throughout. Oh, that. and really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Through that. Again, I've read every. I see that. Watch the Netflix special. They do a thing about. Uh, Will Arnett plays what's his fucking face? Doug Kenny. Okay, I forgot the name okay. of it. Oh, yeah, 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 it's yeah. on National Netflix. Lampoon's movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a whole story, and they get in a caddyshack, and it's pretty fucking. Funny. I don't understand why she bangs him right after she bangs Chevy Chase. That I didn't understand. Did they just like, is there a, a scene? Whore. Is there a scene missing? Or is, you know what I mean? It just kind of jumps from one. I spread her legs more than the rose of Trilly. Come on, man. You know that. I, I was. Oh, dude, those scenes were the best. When Bill Murray's just fucking like just jerk talking <laughs> watching mrs oh. hammersham i can see you you're gray and green jay you, you thought you could hide hey, <laughs> come here you little monkey woman i'll do i'm, I'm gonna drop film monkey monkey woman. Woman. <laughs> come here you monkey you're mean you're lean you're green you're not too far in between how would you like my, my spikes around your head carl i'll do this whole fucking film yeah, right I, now i'm loving I it i swear I'm to god it. i will my Wait, buddies what? and i will fucking do this whole thing for but every what's every, he say about he's like i'll teach you what respect means it's yeah. real dark at yeah. one point um she's all 75 plus by the way like uh, by all, the way the, the whole uh Cinderella story here at augusta oh whole, yeah entire scene improv that was all him off the cuff for real for real i think the, i think the dalai lama stuff is improv i heard that yeah. too and the guy who played Nunzio again i read the book uh another book and he said bill murray was pressing that fucking pitchfork so hard and his story's like bill it, calm the fuck down it looked real yeah. i remember yeah. go when i was watching it today i was like he's real poking he's him and really was, he got i don't think that's a prop yeah, <laughs> yeah. he said so, he really got so in there a lot bill murray's kind of a proponent like so bill murray studied with del close who like invented long form second city improv, second city and they there's a famous story about del close and bill murray like paid for his funeral like he was like his acolyte they're doing like, a, a show a movie on netflix about him about del close but he del close shows up in a lot of 80s movies by the way didn't he know has that. a small part he's in um i was just watching um the untouchables love that and he film. plays the dirty alderman that tries to bribe kevin costner's character in the untouchables oh really so any movie that's a any movie that's like a chicago movies from the 70s and 80s uh del close has a small part in it get out he's in um he was in another movie that we just yeah did peter's the king of pointing out small roles guys you know next of kin he's that. in next of kin which is a movie that we oh did. yeah that swayze next of kin i love next yeah. of kin i never saw it it's uh, uh it's um it's, it's dated but it's interesting. we did it it's our sixth episode with eric grooms yeah yes and but, uh, eric grooms love eric grooms yeah yeah, yeah. so del close uh famously somebody the story with del close was somebody said you know what del they were a student and they said you know what del i trust you completely i know that you're a genius in this stuff i'll do whatever you say i trust you and del close sucker punched them and the whole point, <laughs> and the whole point of that is like, don't, yes, don't, and don't trust anybody. And Bill Bill Murray kind of has that thing too, where it's like, all right, you want to do comedy? You want to be in a scene with me? Yeah. You might get a pitchfork in the throat. Like you can pretend we can fake like I'm going to stab you with a pitchfork, or I can make you actually feel scared of the fact that I might actually hurt you. Since and, you're the king of the calling out roles from other films, even the smallest characters, I'm going to challenge you with one. Oh yeah, oh boy. Who is the guy? I want you to name what film he was in. I'm going to give you the, the the film and the scene. I want you to tell me the other film that he's known for. Who is the guy that yelled out, "Look, it's Enrico Palazzo from The Naked Gun." What other main film was he in? Very well known '80s film. He's from Naked. I don't know Naked Gun that well. You never uh, saw Naked Gun? I've seen it, but I saw it 20 years ago. Mm. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. He's Francis. Oh, Francis is busy, and that's also odd job from Goldfinger. Oh, that guy! Yeah, yeah. that guy's in a lot of shit. Isn't was he, he in the Running Man too? Is he? Yes, in- yes. yes. See, all, right, yeah, all right, consolation points. <laughs> Love fucking Running Man. Well, Watch we, it again. The other day. That's pure eighties cheese. We haven't gotten to it yet, but that's great. Damn it, I would have yeah. talked about that too. But anyway, we, can. we could talk about whatever you want. Caddyshack, fucking greatest. No arguments. Do you think? So I was actually listening to uh, 
Andrew Schultz talk, who's I, I, think, I think one of my favorite comics right now. Wow! And he shouts was, out Andrew. I and like he's, Andrew. I've he's met him doing a few this times. whole thing where he's like releasing his special oh, yeah. bits on YouTube. Yep. So he has like, uh, views from the cis. Yeah, Check so it I out on YouTube. That. So he makes a he makes a very good point about you know the sitcom is mm-hmm. thirty minutes because they needed to fill a time slot. Oh yeah. And movies are you know two hours because they had a, like if you go back and watch a Marx Brothers movie they're like eighty minutes long or they're seventy five minutes long or if you watch a Three Stooges sketch it's like twelve minutes so this movie is very much like sketch after sketch after sketch after sketch. There's no filler. Yeah, and, and I, it, so it doesn't. It's it's kind of arbitrary as a like the thing that connects it is 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 that it's on a golf course and it's, but it's like the plot is like is the plot. The contest for the caddies winning the the scholarship. It's almost like it's portrayed as this doesn't really matter. Is it the fan? I was just gonna say no one gives a no one cares about if Noonan, you're right, wins the scholarship. Yeah, or or do do they win? Or of course the championship where Rodney and and Ted Knight face off against each other and and, and all those the foursome in the end. No one gives a fuck. It's just one one of the very few films where like plot. Who gives a shit? You're just laughing your dick off the entire time. It's a very amoralistic film because every time you expect there to be almost like a heartwarming or just some sort of not even heartwarming just things you might expect someone to do they it, it just doesn't matter like when There's, chevy chase is sort of like golfing with uh what's his name the the kid the the danny kid. noonan yeah danny noonan he's golfing with him and there's this moment where he's like what should i do i don't know what to do and you think chevy chase is gonna he sort of starts to like give him advice and then he's like why do you even want to go to college anyway and he goes i don't know and he goes yeah and like that's the end of the scene, and nothing like that good go? comes from it. Right in the lumberyard. Well, that's, right. that's why I love that. Like the Harold Ramis school yeah, of yeah. comedy is like they're they wear suits, they wear ties, yes. they they live in the preppy world, they live in the world of golf and business. Dude, John Hughes was an ad exec in Chicago, was writing short stories, wrote the short story that became Vacation. These guys were like square guys, but they're anarchists, so they're in the system and they're fighting against the system. The guys now, it's like. There, there is no, there is no Chevy Chase. There is no like born of like, like he Chevy Chase was literally born of like gentry, I believe. Mm-hmm. But he's an anarchy. He's a fucking, he's a guy who creates chaos it's wherever a few he goes. Like that. His name is Bill, Cornelius. His real name is Cornelius. Yeah, what bo- do you expect? Bill Murray, yeah. Bill Murray, the same thing. Comes from a huge Irish Catholic family in the suburbs. Grows up, gets kicked out of school, gets arrested for like. These guys were the the comedy is like they're in the world. They're like they could have regular jobs. They could be square guys. But the comedy comes from. Those regular guys just it's I mean it's it's really kind of what David Letterman is too. David Letterman is a Midwestern guy. He wears a suit and tie every day to work. He's he was a weatherman and he was he was responding to like the cultural norms. The problem with comedy today is there's no more cultural norms. So like what are you rebelling against? Like, I feel like comedy should be an outsider art. The minute comedy became this like acceptable bourgeois thing is when comedy got ruined. It's supposed to be people rebelling that, against the bourgeois. And when the PC movement really came in and started to dig its claws in, is, is yeah. made it. That's what people are still in it, are still rebelling against that cultural well, movement. That, so well, that's what's going to save comedy, in my opinion, yeah. is that that PC shit has gone very injected into the like right into the middle of the industry well, they're the and now there's now. these outside no but like Shoals is killing it right That's what he's doing he's exactly. getting millions of views so it's hard to say he's, he's an anomaly he's, in but this. he's an outsider but he might be one of the dude there's a lot of guys come the come town podcast nick mullen stavros those guys are outsiders the industry doesn't want white guys that say the shit that they say to be famous and make the most money off comedy but they're doing it because they're getting support online from these people who are turned off by pc comedy is always supposed to be you say the thing that you're not supposed to say. Right. I mean, you know, obviously with with thought and with, you know, some restrictions maybe or just to be delicate. You got to always be funny. But 
it's always say the thing that is either unexpected or or you're just not supposed to say it. Yeah. And if you and we lost that for a little bit when it was just Brooklyn writers getting late night spots and just doing joke formulas and math equations that in joke form and puns. Yeah. Fuck puns. Right. Exactly. Protractor I mean, math. Pro- Protractor comedy. They're it's just like, doing comedy where, but it's math. There's no. That's, da- what, there's that's, no that's all it, it. is. Or, there, or the sweat bits where guys will fire off a bunch of jokes and rapids. Not even jokes. Puns or rhymes. Rapid right. succession. They expect an applause break and, because yeah, you memorize exactly. a lot yeah. of things in a short amount of really time. Really quickly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that bit's Pass. great. That's my there's favorite. Some, bit. There's some yeah. danger. That, even like Ghostbusters. They're playing Columbia professors who get fired from Columbia. Like it's all the comedy comes from getting you know stripes they're they're two guys who can't figure it out they're like oh why don't we just join the army that'll be a good thing to do and then they were like, another overrated as fuck film it's not great but it's got the seeds of the stuff that came later that second half is unwatchable Be- because again it's like there's no they didn't know how to come up with plots so they just had to fill they had to fill 90 minutes that's right they had but, 30 minutes of a good idea and they had to make it into a 90 minute movie but the problem there aren't enough jokes to bypass the god awful shit plot though that's the problem yeah. first of all there are many of that jokes in it to begin with I yeah. thought I just don't like stress. no no I'm just I'm just saying but it's it's the, it's the seeds of the Murray uh, Ramis relationship that's yeah. the, it's as, as a as a archaeological significance it ha- it has some significance. Or, you want to archaeological? I don't. I don't know. I don't think. Are you mean, Indiana all, Jones? There, it belongs st- in a museum. If you're studying, you mean, the, you mean like archetypal? If you're st- if you're studying, no, it's like if you're studying the history of American comedy, it's an artifact of American That's comedy. It's something that mm-hmm. you have to study if you want to understand the projection of yes. where where we came from and where we went. To. No, yeah, of course you you have to know what came before you for sure. It's funny to me that like because these guys they they admired Rodney right? All these guys were of course. really into Rodney because Rodney is a different. Generation, you would think they were like rebelling against the Rodney generation, but Rodney himself nah, yeah. was the guy who was rebelling, rebelling. against everything. Well, he was a fucking, you know, nothing, not much anything special comic. Then he started coming out with this insane one. Actually, then he quit comedy, became an aluminum siding salesman in you know, Englewood, New Jersey. My buddy Nick fucking keeps bragging about how his grandmom bought aluminum siding off of Rodney. And then he came back to comedy and fucking, yeah. the re- and the rest is history. I mean, truly, I mean, one of a kind. You're not going to ever see another guy like Rodney Dangerfield. I mean, it's just not, not even gonna... close. No. Was, uh, I think I think it was listening to Norm McDonald talking about it. He, he had every, he had the look, another one of the, a kind. the clothes, the everything, the personality, everything was in like in together. Everything fit. Everything fit the character of Roddy Dangerfield. He was being Roddy in that film without having to do any kind of character research or adaptation of a character. Effortless. He did exa- seamless. Perfect. Exactly right. Exactly. And this right. is me watching it on my phone at work, paying attention, but like I didn't have to pay attention. A lot of these movies I try to watch, and frankly, even if I'm here just smoking weed with the perfect setup to watch it. I'll just be on my phone. It's just boring. So, some of the bad ones we've done. But Caddyshack, I was glued to my phone yeah. today throughout the day. I, Caddy- went to the, I took a shit. I was watching it. I was watching it everywhere. <laughs> Caddyshack has the dubious honor of being, I think, one of the best films ever and having the absolute worst sequel in the history of mankind heard, ever yeah. made. I haven't seen it. It is fucking terrible. And again, one more time, Roddy, in his book, they actually wrote the part that Dan Aykroyd, no, was it Aykroyd? I, no, because he played Bill Murray's part in the second one. I forgot who the fuck it was. Anyway, he read the script for Caddyshack 2 in his hotel room and goes, oh, this is shit, and threw it in the trash right in his room. He goes, this is shit. So that's why he wasn't in it. No one was in it except for Chevy Chase for a few hot seconds, but it's fucking terrible. Every time I see Sheba Mason, I'm like, your dad ruined one of my fucking favorite films oh, of all right. time. <laughs> it's funny because I was actually listening. I think it might have been one of the writers 
of that movie and he was talking about Jackie Mason like not being able to act and how it ruined Forget Mason. It wasn't his fault. I mean, it's bad, but that film is an egregious pile of elephant shit from stem to stern. It's fucking <laughs> wow. It's like a, let's let's take a I think Rotten Tomatoes it might be a zero. I'm, oh, I'm, it could be a zero. I'm very, by the way, Revenge of the Nerds 2 also is, I think it was a 7 I saw. Staying like, Alive was a zero. We did that. Seven Alive. We, really? we just staying, did that was our last alive. episode, which is getting a lot of downloads. Yep. Thank you guys if you're a new listener. Uh, if you're a compound media listener, uh, Peter's pretty Republican, so you probably like him. <laughs> um, Leave a comment. And listen, um, we got hate. Can we talk about that real quick? Caddyshack 2, right, 4% on Rotten Tomatoes, 3.7 on IMDb, but 4%. 4%. I'm surprised. I thought it was zero. I thought yeah. I we, got well, a hate, we got a hate tweet. We got a hate tweet. Our first... Uh, I'm uh, all ears, dude. So okay. Wait, so. wait, wait, wait. Hold on. If they have only one hate tweet, wait till I get my fucking groove here. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, you've been a good guest so at far. Kevin yeah. Yeah, at KevinGoatee.com. Yeah, com- and Comics Watching Comics and Amazon Video while we're at it. Cool. By the way, big fan. You're of, really? Of Comics Watching Comics. Well, I mean, I got into it because Caitlin Murphy. Or No, no, no. Was she on it? Caitlin Murphy Somebody, won season five. Yeah, yeah she was on it. That's and my girl. I'm a, Yeah, and she's hilarious. Shouts out Caitlin Murphy. We'll have yeah. her on. She's great. Girl. But uh, she told me about it, and then I watched all of them. But I didn't know about it before her but like you know i mean it is a big it's a great thing for comics too thank I mean, you it's huge thanks for understanding that some people go oh this is bull oh really it's bullshit i'm giving exposure you're How giving many amazon fucking- credits out to great and imdb comics. imdb too yeah, yeah what do you mean people shit on that yeah so we should there's, talk there, a little there's, about some, there's some there's some there's some hatefulness out all right there. so yeah. let, let's talk about our hate real quick yeah please and, i want to hear about to hear about that well, no, i mean it's it's, it's not a even small little thing i'm pretty sure this person's mentally ill by the way we did we did compound media we did the morning show with bill schultz love that show done it a few times they're great so because bill did the podcast first had us on and then joanne came and did the podcast sure so we were just talking about her being on fox and like how people like right they won't come out and say like well we're not gonna hire you because you were on fox but you know that there's that stigma and i had said like just like randomly i used to work at a restaurant that a bunch of like conservative pundits would like come into so we just made i made some comment about meeting tucker carlson and 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 just basically we were talking about fox news a lot he was bringing up names he's like oh i used to see them at the restaurant i used to work at tucker he starts rattling off fox news names and i think i said something like oh it was just like the alt-right uh, section of the podcast just yeah. something like that throwaway sort of joke yeah line. yeah yeah what was her name i don't, we don't have to say women on twitter some came girl, after us. she comes after us. she clips the audio is she a comic no, no. Okay. I think this is some old lady somewhere. Like hashtag defamation, hashtag, hashtag slander, slander, <laughs> and then she tags Tucker Carlson, like he's gonna care. Anyway, I, if you're listening, we love you. And, yeah, yeah, please. You know, yeah, hashtag keep, keep downloading. Yeah, man. <laughs> but, be our pay uh, contribute to their Patreon. Yeah, be our pay sake. pigs. These, um, a lot of these guys are cucks. No, but so I want to go to. <laughs> so, so this is the first time that we've had a guest on that neither one of us has met before tonight. Right. So we met you through yep. Lynette. So yes. we had Lynette Paladino on. Oh, so ago, good. Who's great, and she put us in contact with each other. So By the you, way, she also agrees with me that Rocky Three is the best Rocky film. Uh, Another I, reason why I love her. Yeah, I think that's uh, yeah, true. I think we're we're, we're aligned. I with think that's that. true. I, yeah. I had a thesis in that episode, and my thesis is that Rocky Three created the '80s aesthetic. Everything we think of as '80s action movies, '80s movies, Stallone invented in Rocky Three. That's my thesis, and I'm sticking to it. I need to hear more about that, though. What did he create that was so revolutionary? Uh, the 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 montage, the look, the cinematography, the music. I don't everything. think it was revolutionary. I think it it became the '80s, is what Peter's saying. Embodied it then. Like a say? lot of the tropes in that film were the first time those tropes were yeah. done. The, the, you mean the ho- the homosexual, heterosexual yes. hand oh, holding, no, running through the wave? They didn't hold hands. body oil and they chest splashed rubbing. water on each other. They did holding not hold hands, hands, running through the surf. Biracial. 
hugging. Brawny men. Listen, just, there is no tomorrow. It's today. Uh, Rock. What's I a, don't see a bell. What's, ding. What's the matter ding. with you? What's the matter with you, Rock? There is no tomorrow. I love it because how do you not love Mr. T and Hulk Hogan, the two icons yes. of the '80s, and Hulk Hogan being pure Hulk Hogan? That he also film. that movie also launched the two of them. They, yeah. I mean, that's, uh, Stallone. You got to give Stallone credit for all this stuff. Of course, we Excellent. give Stallone enough credit. Stallone on this gets podcast. a lot of credit. He gets a lot. By the way, he's doing another Rambo film that comes out this year. Yep. Yeah, I'm yeah. so fucking there. I love the the last Rambo film was perfect. He didn't try and go fuck people up with like hand to hand combat. He shot him with arrows and blew him up with a 50 cal machine gun. Fucking loved it. That's what you want from a seventy-year-old. Dude, it's good. He's got my fifteen bucks. Anyway, more important things like Lynette Palladino myself. Oh, so so she introduced (laughs) us, we put us together. So I want to know a little bit more about you because we obviously have never met before. And I I mean, I know of comics watching comics, but yeah. So I've been in comedy now nine years. Nine, if you're from Long Island, nine. Yeah, Mike Francesa fan. Mm -hmm. Uh, I created the show. Fuck, three years ago it came out. The idea was I was sick and tired of Last Comic Standing. I'm going to tie this all with a big bow tie with Norm MacDonald and Kevin Nealon with a story about how I rated them on a flight home from the Cayman Islands two months ago. Last Comic Standing was shit because all it was was comics, uh, the panel, it was Keenan Ivory Waynes and Roseanne and Norm. Keenan Ivory and Roseanne just sucked each other's dicks yeah, the entire time. Everyone beautiful. was so great. Norm was the only one who had fucking ball. Eh, this is terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, Fuck, he's it's right. And then I was like, you know, let's try something. And it really came about was one day at the pair. I was at a mic, and it was so it was just such a shit crop of comics. I don't know. It was, it was the, I don't know. Whatever. I'm not saying I fucking went up there and had a. I remember monster. that pair, and I was having a bad day. <laughs> I remember, I remember that. And mic. I started texting one of my friends, and we we're just cracking on the comics on stage. Like this sucks. This guy sucks. This girl sucks. Just making jokes. And I was like, let's just try and do something where we can have the both combine and go. Wait a minute, you can't have a show where we're just shitting on people. That's pretty douchey. But I said, well, let's make another avenue, but for intermediate comics comics with com you know last comic standing and give another avenue exposure so what i did was i just started i went to an open mic i did a sizzle reel i taped a bunch of comics had a few panelists come it was me monica vita kenny warren and sam mushman we watched it made a sizzle out of it put it on youtube people are like hey this is a cool idea you should do it and then i went to new york comedy club put it out there had a lot of my friends were on the first two seasons so you're gonna see a lot like lawrence deloach monica vita was on Lawrence Jeff Paul, is hilarious. Yeah, that's my I dude. He's a set with him. He's he's a killer, dude. He won the fucking March oh, Madness. Yeah. yeah, it was right after he won. He it was a show at Black Hat, and uh, and he murdered. And then I I had to go on. So he's that so, was the, he's that was dude. Tough. I've been friends with him for a long time, and we go to games together. We hang out. Went to my wedding. He's my boy. Uh, but a lot of those comics, and then we just had uh, on the panel it was Jimmy Failure, Lena Bonham, and John Moses, and. I kind of started feeling my way around season two and season three. Season four, I think, is where I really start to fucking feel my feet out. And it's just, again, it's another way to create another avenue for comics. And hell, it's also a way to promote me is like, I'm a fantastic, I'm going to pat myself on the back. I'm a fantastic fucking host. I can corral right. motherfuckers. I am quick as shit with the jokes and the panel, stuff like that. I love yeah, it. You're, you know, you're great. Oh, thanks, you're great. man. I no, appreciate it. For real. It. It's a great thing. And it, it's, it sounds like it started kind of quickly and out of like you know one idea which is like rare you know yeah. like you have these ideas and like they never really actually come to fruition but for it to be on a network like Amazon yeah it was dope. the first four seasons were on YouTube then yep. Amazon got the call and I'm like yeah let's fucking do it 
And I did it. It's been on, and now we're on season eight is on Amazon. Awesome. And it's right. cool. And now we're actually pitching to networks. So let's fucking Why get the it going. Why the fuck not? Yeah, yeah. Man. Congrats. No, Congrats I mean, again, we were talking about like people being mavericks and outsiders. This, you know, they, in, in the 70s, they created National Lampoons. It was a bunch of college kids who created a magazine. And like the equivalent now is creating video and podcasting and these digital kind of things. And it's, it's great that we have the ability to, but, but at the end of the day, again, you can, you can, anybody can make a beautiful image. We, with the phone in your pocket, you can make a beautiful image. Which is what's, why this time and age is so great because you can do that. Yeah. But what separates like, yeah. is the good ideas. So right. like, like at the end of the day. And persistency. Yeah. Also, and, and, if you have a nice ass, that usually. Yeah. Oh, I have been doing lunches and squats. You know, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, if you get a great ass, <laughs> that also helps. You can just take a picture tits, of you it. You can put them in a movie. And yeah, but we're in the age of ass. I'll, I'll, but go on. I still say tits have never lost their luster with yours truly. I'll tell you that. You guys are 40. Well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's more of a titchen. We I think we're in the twenty-year-olds like ass. We're eating ass. We're looking at oh, ass. Man. Ass. Ass models have like twenty million followers on Instagram. I know it's not because people are dumb. Next topic. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean they're succeeding. I'm kidding. That's I'm my kidding. Point. I'm <laughs> kidding. Hey man, I like ass. That's uh, fine, man. I like ass too. I just prefer tits. <laughs> I, okay, yeah, I get more enough. excited when I when a tit makes an appearance. It's exciting. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. In movies, and, it's, and that's another thing with 80s that's movies. 80s, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. I was actually... Classic. I had forgotten about the new... I, I think I'd seen the censored version of this movie the last couple of times I'd seen it. So I was pleasantly surprised at how much titty is in this movie. It's not. It's, it's the only same couple, tit. It's only a couple of scenes. It's the same tits. And they're not, they're not like huge. They're just regular, regular person tits. Is so great. two things about... You said you saw the edited version. I watched it. My buddy, my buddy Nick... We went to Oktoberfest a few years ago in Munich, and I was on the plane on the on-demand system, and it was the edited version. At the very end, the last line, Ronnie yells, hey, everybody, we're all going to go take a shower, instead of, hey, everybody, we're all going to get laid. <laughs> Like, yeah. What the fuck is this? But here's something about with, with your generation. That's gener- a terrible edit. Go, go yeah, ahead. I know. With your generation, yeah. you're lucky as fuck, because we had to fucking find films that had tits or even, God forbid, puss. Find out where they are, you know, ooh, ooh, or even a Playboy. Like, oh my God, so and so is gonna be naked in Playboy. So and so, you know, Demi Moore is gonna be topless in fucking striptease, you know. And everyone, every guy yeah. wore out their VCR heads by working, watching it and jerk it off. Now it's like, dude, I just go watch my my phone and go watch fucking. Well, that's why they're girls all taking like cocks everywhere, every whole match. That's why they're numb. They have to be. That's why, like, that's the whole. The, I'm not numb. The whole eating ass you thing are. is like people are hey. so numb. Like yeah. the vagina is great. Like the, the people are so numb, they're like, I have to find something to stimulate myself. Yeah. Okay. Candle wax in my urethra. Go. So yeah, it's like like stilettos on your ball. Like they're your generation. Stiletto, all right, that's that's a niche group. I know, but I'm just stilettos saying, that's on a your balls. Sub, that's a super sub super niche. sub divide. Wait, wait till yeah. it comes out next. Wait till it comes out. People are just numb. There was a time when it was exciting. I remember seeing Revenge of the Nerds for the first time. Yeah. yeah. I thought nerds were aliens from outer space. So I saw on the TV guy that Revenge of the Nerds was premiering on TV that night. And I actually told my mom, mom, can you call me in the house at eight o'clock? I want to watch Revenge of the Nerds. And she goes, yeah, sure. I was outside playing. It was the summertime. Eight o'clock. I sit down. My mom's in the kitchen and I watch Revenge of the Nerds. And it was amazing. To this day, it's still, I still get excited thinking about that. Because again, it was, it was rare. There's, it another was film, there's another film that will never be remade properly. Oh, I, I keep hearing about now. People are like talking about how... Like in the Me Too Rape generation. Scene, yeah, quote yeah. unquote, where he's dressed as Darth Vader. I'd tell you one film I'll never forget. It's Under Siege, where Erica Lanning pops up. Those tits are fucking perfect. Yeah. And, and I was actually, not even an hour and a half ago, talking about this with J.L. Colvin. You guys want to see a fantastic actress with, oh, sorry, no, she's not a great actress, a fantastic <laughs> set of tits. <laughs> Melancholia with Kirsten Dunst has the sneakiest, 
fucking Kirsten Dunst. Yes, really. Tr- pull it up right now. Jersey, I will. Jersey Here's, girl. Point Pleasant. I know. I, had a, I used to work with a girl who went to school with her. Her tits in that film. Uh, are what am I fan- searching here? Chris, Kirsten Dunst, Melancholia. She's she's topless, and you're like, wow. Like remember Spider Man? See the porn links preview <laughs> as I was typing that. Hilarious. This makes, yeah. this makes for a good pod, Here, guys. We're gonna watch. How do I spell Dunst? D U N S T. I mean, it's Spider Man when she was when her shirt was all was wet, and you see her nips, but her tits are sneaky good. Oh, uh, melancholia. melancholia. Just by Kirsten Dunn's tits. And then tits. All right, listeners, we are watching. This film is <laughs> awful, by the way, too. Oh, Kirsten Dunn's nude, melancholy. It's on Pornhub. Oh, that's even better. Let's watch it. Oh, shit. No, she, no she's laying out in the moonlight is where it is. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I think I saw it go back. Like here? Go back. Oh, I can see. Yeah, you keep can going see going back, back, back. Real. Sitting, where, where she's laying in the moonlight is where uh, it, right it. there. There she is. No, 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 no. That's not it. Well, this and, is the moonlight. And by God, no, no, no. Mo- like blue moonlight. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> he knows it by the oh, shade. Oh, there it is. Moon. There it is. It's yeah, right there. See? It's right there. All right. Oh, not the orange moonlight. It's the blue moonlight. Oh, whoa. They're coming. Those things are. Who would have thunk it? And she apparently, my, the guy me told favorite? me. Can you just uh, turn that speaker on right there behind you? There's a little on switch. Okay, because I want to. Oh, here this. we go. This is it. She's married to the guy who played Badger in Breaking Bad. That goofball landed her. Can we like enlarge this for Christ's sakes? I don't know the fuck at the squint. Here you go, guys. Look at that. Wow. Insane thunk. Wow. Whoa, right? She looks fantastic here, dude. Is there anything better than sneaky great tits? Like when you're no. surprised by how great they are? Right. You guys might be converting me. Those are some might be needy. Yeah. Those are and they're full and they're <laughs> perky. We are getting chubbed up right now <laughs> all three I'm, of us i'm, I'm tumescent hey what which of these common dick, dick symptoms do you have click find here to out, find out and then wait in parentheses free anonymous test. yeah i right. don't trust anything about you no. especially anything you put in parentheses and, uh weird ad and why and why did my camera just light up on my computer <laughs> wait jerk off with random teens go that's the ad right oh, now yes no. and right del close Hilarious. yeah melancholia i love how we go from my oh my not God. safe for kids <laughs> We are just on Pornhub now. <laughs> That's all. This is not the direction we, I saw this we, episode. We going. all have pillows on our laps right now <laughs> to prevent any kind of fucking awkwardness. What's hilarious is uh, I didn't realize that. Bring it back to Caddyshack. That Caddyshack is almost American Pie esque. Like all I had ever seen from Caddyshack prior to watching it were the the scenes of Bill Murray and the scenes of Chevy Chase, and I just never knew the sex element, the coming of age element to Caddyshack. It's it's great. Right, it really is undersold that way. That for, to people maybe my age and younger that haven't seen Caddyshack, um, it, it is a if you like coming of age movies, it's that too, as well as a you know comedy. Yeah, I, I don't know. I was surprised. No, by it's, that. It, and again, it's you, I just can't keep like reemphasizing. You, this is like all time when you have the, yeah. the number of comedy minds that are involved in this movie is unbelievable. And I don't know. I mean, was it repeated? I mean, I again, I would put Ghostbusters up there. As f- I like Ghostbusters. It ain't on the same plane as Caddyshack. Yeah, no way, man. But it's a different kind of movie because it's not a. No, I hear comedy. you. It's a, no, I hear you. I'm not. But I'm saying like if you're just comparing jokes for jokes, yeah, not dude, even close. Not even close. Caddyshack is up there with you know any any movie you would pick out of a decade and be like, that's the funniest movie. Like there might be four or five. Well, I, movies I, I that can't you think can... of another movie where the three lead characters are just rattling off joke after joke after joke after joke. And actually, and yeah. and again, the funniest guy in the movie, I think, is the guy who's not 
joking. Ted Knight. Ted Knight is the all-star. Of That's the, why it works so well. There's, there is no cleanup hitter. They're all equal fourths in that, in that film. And he, but he's also the guy that's basically just trying to make the plot matter. And they're all just like, we don't give well, a he's shit the antagonist. about the plot. He's the antagonist. Right, but he's also like the through line. Like he, his reactions are like the story. Like he gets upset that they destroy his boat, but nobody seems to care. You that scratch my boat. anchor, yeah. right? Right, exactly, and that's the joke. Is that literally we don't care about this? This is crazy, and the whole waspiness is just it's, it's so, so it's so fucking on point. And I tell you, uh, it, it's it's uh, even <laughs> porterhouse. Yes, sir, judge. There's a, I wanted to shoot his fine and show up with a shine fine uh, fine chamois immediately chop chop you think the subtle racism he's like if some motherfucker oh yeah yeah, yeah. and then the he subtle call, part doesn't he call him a colored boy it's something color, like that yeah color boy motherfucker there's a brown Audi parked in my parking space <laughs> call a tow truck have it towed away immediately it's just he's such a douche and I just yeah. I just they captured it. that waspy douchiness like. Pretty yeah. perfect. That must be the tea where he's fucking her in the bedroom and he, and he knocks all the people over. Oh, and <laughs> then the people the waiting tea. downstairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like totally. there's so many like subtle like B or even C lines you can yes. throw with your buddies and, you're, and people will just start cracking. Will you up. loofah my stretch mark? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then she looks down and is basically insinuating. It's just like she's 70 looking at his year dick. old. She looks at his dick and she goes, oh. oh. And he's like, huh. Yeah. Like, it's like, all right. <laughs> like, that could have been the start to a porn. Like, I christen thee the flying wasp. Falling at your foot off the boat. <laughs> <laughs> and he's such a so dude. quick too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Ted Knight was like a Polish immigrant too. Like that's the he best was. Part. He changed his really? name. Yeah, he was. He's also Mar- and Mary uh, Tyler Moore show. Right. That's when he, he started. So yeah, American. Yeah. Like he just he really. It's like Ted, you know. Yeah. yeah. Like, like Borat's neighbor name, like that. Yeah. 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 Well, that's what I mean. That's one of the great things about the movies is they, those guys get to pretend to be what they're not. Like they get to play. You know, fucking Marlon Brando. Yeah, although I hate Marlon com- Brando was an Italian. And I'm not a fan of like when comedians change their names. That's kind of I don't know. Chevy Chase. I mean, who didn't in though in fucking. No, 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 no. I'm saying stand-ups that I know. It just I always find it too shitty. Only if I personally know them. When, but, you, when uh, if you go by your first and your middle name, just uh, like or if you were going by your name and then four years in you change it. To me, I just like it's hard. It's hard for me to take you seriously. Yeah. If you're like black, like now you're like I don't know. Oh, oh, oh. My friend Miguel, uh, he's an AC comic. Changed his name now. He's he's going as Che. Guevara, not not Guerrera, like it's like an offshoot of it. That's Worst weird. fucking decision he's ever made. He's what bombing. A, now. What about Lil Kev becoming Kevin Hart or Billy Burr? What, what do you mean? Bill That's Burr. the opposite. Kevin Hart is Kevin Hart. That's yeah, but he was, Billy he Burr was, is Bill Burr still. It's not. Yeah, yeah Billy but he Burr. Was, but they were, he was Lil Kev. He was Lil Kev, not by his own choice though. That was like Patrice bullying him. Oh that, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was like those seller. I comics. heard Big J tell a story that he. Call himself Big J because black MCs could never say Okerson. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's I like, think he was bring, a fat fuck. Just bring me up. Well, Big yeah, J. He, he was be, a fat. He fuck. used He's to get. He used to be huge. I saw him open for a tell at Caroline's like ten years ago. Yeah. He, he had a mullet and he yeah. fucking was a fat fucker. But he had a great. I never forgot his one joke. Uh, he was like, He's one of the best. Jewish Mortal Kombat. It's like Goldfarb fatality. Like, <laughs> he. I, the, He's I, so fucking. I had funny. no He's idea great. who he was years ago. I went to the cellar and he closed out the Late Show at the cellar. And all he did, he, all he did was pick on the doorman. That's it. The, the, the bouncer was standing in the doorway, and he's like, he's like, "What's your name?" And it was, you know, some name that's unusual. And he's like, "Black." You can say it. It's some okay. black name. And he's like, he goes, oh, "All right, audience." He goes, "I want you to guess how to spell 
his and his whole set was about this the fact that he's like you never see the j come you know what i mean like it's just like this he's, weird he's, it was he's, incredible he's one of those guys that that uh a lot of people try to like oh i write on stage oh i'm a crowd work guy and yeah there's tricks and there's things you can do but <laughs> here's like, the idea don't do it yeah. right well he, except unless you're him well yeah, that's fucking, my point yeah you're, you're talking about the fucking disciples of his don't do it yeah like and, and you know what i've listened to that advice because to me patrice big j those are like my heroes of comedy comedy like and they i don't think ever wrote a joke in a notebook you know what well, i mean we like, said we said it here before it's like uh louis and patrice were the best comics that influenced the worst comics ain't that the goddamn so true, they yeah. they yeah. made it look easy to do what they do exactly. so all these younger comics think that oh i'm just gonna do what patrice says or i'm gonna do what louis does and i think big j is the same way people are like oh i'm just gonna do what big j does and not realize how hard they're or how out, talented they're you outliers yeah. yeah some queef from brooklyn just because i saw louis ck not using fucking notes like you had said and like oh i can do this right hey you want to hear about my day and talks about his day for five minutes without a single joke in the entire fucking set <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Your day, if you live in Brooklyn right now in 2019, your day is not interesting. Yeah, tell me, tell me again how you brought your unicycle on the fucking subway. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting, right? We yeah. should. I, th I think the next step for comedy is full on uh, mixed martial arts amongst comedians. Like, yeah, I'll there's got to be a way. There's got to be a way to weed out people. It's the only community I would actually like be able to beat up half the people like, like for <laughs> right. real and oh yeah, yeah yeah and the fact that none of you are like that's outrageous is telling because i'm a right. weak person <laughs> he's unintimidated by us huh peter <laughs> he's like fuck these guys to make people to beat my ass at least give me a run for it <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're right I, there, there, there are a, I can't even count how many comics i would love to i have a lot more to lose <laughs> count them. you can't even tell what gender they are well in that's Brooklyn. true too i would <laughs> love to be able if i didn't have fucking you know a job and a wife and a kid and, and money to yeah. lose i would love just to slap not even punch open slap and disrespect the fuck out of so many fucking comics so now. disrespectful but so so on like you're a yeah. cunt slap not Dude, even a punch slap it's getting crazy with brooklyn and i'm not I, I whatever there are a lot of brooklyn comics that are good i'm not saying but i'm just saying the whole vibe in brooklyn now i literally avoid it like to, uh, not, not just comedy not yeah. just comedy i mean i avoid going to brooklyn i just assume i'm not welcome there so i don't go like i, I can't you're remember not. like I'll tell straight you, white not. men boo yeah yeah, yeah 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 whatever even even if you weren't like let's say you're a liberal or whatever funny it's just like funny. the vibe it's yeah they don't there's never uproarious laughter in a brooklyn coffee shop like it's finger shows. snapping yeah oh god oh. have you seen that yeah i've oh. done shows there that's why i don't do them anymore hardly unless it's a great really? great show yeah the but, money could be good so. yeah that's yeah, it yeah yeah, yeah. Real, like like I'm, I'm being like I know what I I know of it, <laughs> literally. But I, but I can't imagine that's what people well, think. Well, is clapping comedy. is triggering. Clapping can be triggering. Oh. So they. I thought it goes to the beatnik thing, like the well, fucking it is slam that. poetry. It bullshit. turned into, but if you go on college campuses now, when they protest, they don't clap for their speakers at the part. They snap. I because swear, clapping can trigger people. I, that, good. I tell you what. You know where my daughter's gonna go to school now? University of Phoenix online. I refuse <laughs> to contribute one dollar toward a. Fucking bunch of I want to say the f word so badly. There's a bunch of bullshit queefiness stuff yeah, like that. Yep, I can't yep. imagine giving all that kind of money per year for her to be indoctrinated by such pussy ass fucking thinking. Well, how how long do you have till your daughter's like? Uh, how old? Is Fourteen she? more years. Okay, so you got time. Um, I got probably, plenty of time. But colleges might fail by then. Listen, honestly, but I'm going to teach it, her to become it, like a fucking HVAC fucking rep, right, and that's it. By then, that might actually be a realistic thing. By then, we um, might, we're going to be 15 years into the Trump kingdom. Things are going to be different. 
<laughs> no, Das Führer Trump. I, can, can we really say we gave, gave monarchy a, a real shot? Like you know, I'm like, becoming a royalist this Trump in my old guy, age. This Trump guy, he could be a king. People are getting, people are getting worked up. I'm like, it's, there's at least, what, there's eight years of Ivanka, six more years of Donald. That's a lot of Trump that you're going to better get used to. <laughs> Did you see that? I know we're 20 minutes about Caddyshack, long gone. <laughs> who, I, and I forgot her name. The black woman on uh, who 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 took the tits out of one guy. I'm gonna look it up now. On uh, on C-SPAN, it's a hell of a video. I hope. Oh, the, Candace oh, Owens. That's it. I yeah, hope yeah. to God she runs. She was t- the guy that she took the tits out of was a fucking congressman. Who, I know. Who thought he was gonna set her up. And she. At a fu- and I was hearing. like, good for her. He was so unprepared. <laughs> he thought he was gonna pull well, that one clip. Somebody like- somebody said this to me a long time ago because I I I, I spent a semester in D.C. I, I thought for a while I was gonna get in into politics. I I like interned at a think tank. The you've lived like 150 lives. I've done a lot of different used things. To, uh, Tell us why your stint as a gay porn star. In yeah, that part in, I, that's in coming though, right? That's listen. If I don't get past, it, I know Brooklyn, you were Shuli Agar the I, whole time. This if is, I don't, you're, you're Shuli, right? If I don't take off in, in the Brooklyn Shuli, Com- Shuli on season eight of Comics Watching Comics. By the way, does he not look like Shuli? By the way. I get it. A lot. Come on, he looks just like him. Fatter, but yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> taller, God. broader Drill. shoulders. Damn, Shuey's a skinny dude. Shuey's a hilarious. Yeah, guy. he wow. is, man. He You're hilarious. the first person to be like, no, nah, I don't see it. Literally, uh, I've seen multiple people, comics like that, would know Shuey. Go up to Peter and be like, "So great to see you're back around, man." How about like, that's, love you on Stern? How what? about that's my best friend, and I thought you were him. Like, really, your best friend? You didn't recognize? Literally, him? that's how. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, so politics. Somebody said to me, he goes, you'll be shocked at how dumb politicians are. Uh, they speak on a script. I'm not surprised by that at all. They, there's a lot of them are, re- they, they, you know what they're good at? They're good at- Dodging re- the subject. They're good at raising, they're good at raising money. People who are in yeah. Congress are very good at raising money and they're getting, they're very good at getting money sent back to their districts. The people they're who are good, comfortable people. The talking people who in front are lifers, people. like the Maxine Waters and the Nancy Pelosi's, have brought back tens of millions of dollars back to their district. And she's horrible, Maxine they, Waters. Well, they get 80, they win eighty percent of the vote in their district because they, people know that's their gravy train. Right, that's how you get reelected. So, so you have somebody. So you have a a. Um, they literally I, they showed a clip today where they were they were grilling banks about predatory student loans, and they said, well, you know, uh, when was the last time you? Did student loans and every guy, every CEO of every bank is. We haven't done student loans since two thousand and nine. We haven't done student loans since two thousand and nine. We haven't done stu- Th- these Congress people thought they were going to. Was that the crash? No, 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 it was right no, before the crash. It was something. No, that was after o- the crash. Obama regulated. It was, it was a some, regulation. There was some bank regulation. I don't know all the details. Fannie Mae and Freddie, Freddie Mac. Mac. That's it. Yeah. But it's like they literally thought they were going to get these guys, and these guys were like, "No, we're banks CEOs of banks. Like we're the experts on banking. You're asking us questions." Because you don't know how we do our jobs. Not that you're going to get us. It's, it's, it's also the TV thing, too. Ever since they put TV in the congressional hearings, these Congress people think they're, they think they're fucking entertainers. They think they're going to be on. Oh, yeah, gonna, a lot of them are. And they yeah. end up looking like fucking morons. They're entertainers when they drop a Baba Booey or hit him with a hind in there. <laughs> Stern show reference, okay? Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I, I love Stern, but I'm more of an Opie and Anthony guy. So, oh. you know. All right. Whatever. Opie or Anthony? <laughs> Oh, Anthony. Now you got to be. Opie's Anthony. a hack. Shots fired. Podcast wars. But he made it all possible. Without Opie, you don't get. Good. Yeah, but that's the thing. He was the guy that made it possible, and that's it. Let's count how many hate tweets we're gonna get today. You know, none. Let's hope. But uh, let's hope. You know, actually, we're getting more downloads now, so we might get some. You know, I just want to be the guy in the podcast that pisses off the audience. Could I be that? Could I play that role? That's fine. Okay, cool. 
That's that'll get us that'll get us more down. Talk about your conspiracy theories, especially the ones about how the Jews are the reason for 9-11. Go. Oh man, that's not my theory. <laughs> did I, tell, I, I love Jews. Did I tell I my really did I tell my Michael Jackson conspiracy, which is already coming true? You have, but go ahead. So there so HBO is pulling Finding Neverland. Wait, why? Because it's bullshit. Because the the stories don't hold up. So here's my here's my I don't believe in conspiracy theories, but here's my conspiracy theory. That's hard to get out. Uh they knew that Michael Jackson the Michael Jackson story doesn't hold water. So they make a documentary about a guy who's already dead, who can't defend himself. The story comes out. Everyone's like, oh my God, Michael Jackson was a pedophile. Then slowly the story starts to fall apart. Then it's who like- Who says it's falling apart? Yeah, what is this? There, why, just, I'm saying, this is my conspiracy theory. Let's regroup in six months and tell me if I'm right or not. And, I, and I'll admit that if I'm wrong. But here's my, here's my gut sense of this story. The story starts to fall apart. Then we have all these retractions. Oh my God, we went after Michael Jackson. He was innocent. This is bullshit. There's no evidence. Then it starts to be, is there really a pedophilia problem? Or are people just going nuts assuming that pedophilia is a real problem? And then it's the stories become, what is really pedophilia? It's, it all is to, repro- oh, it's re- to reprogram people, to change people's opinions. Listen, it's so happened who's with- controlling this? The, there's a, there, the actual pedophilia ring that has power? People who, in power in Hollywood who control the, the press. The I media. don't doubt that there's pedophiles in, in, in power in Hollywood. But this seems, I mean, it seems like, how, how are you going to convince the population that Michael Jackson didn't do it? Even if the story crumbles, I still believe he was a creep. But then the story becomes like, well, who else has been in it? Who's innocent that's been accused of this stuff? And maybe we're, maybe there's a panic and it's not true. Maybe it's not based on reality. Maybe we're all freaking out about something and it's really not that bad. And then slowly, slowly, slowly. Like they that break, fits more for the Louis C.K. story. They break down our defenses. Yeah. You notice how Louis disappeared after the governor's thing? Yeah. He's gone, like, gone again. I wonder what the fuck he's doing. Louis, if you're listening, Louis, if you if you're looking for a comeback, baby, we'll have you on. I will come to you. Oh, all right, all right. If you need a bartending job, I'll get you a bartending job. Anything you need to get back on your. He's feet. got fucking a yacht. He ain't crying. You for think money. he still got the yacht? Yeah. Well, yeah. he did lose a bunch of money, but he, thirty-five I'm sure million he dollars. He said yeah. he lost it or didn't get it. It's no. like he lost it. No, like he had stock. Like, no, you know, lost produc- production deals and yeah, he had deals that were going to be. He had like that. three shows in production yeah. that- and a movie. Right, the movie got yanked right in the film festival, Toronto Film Festival, with yeah. the whole I mean, he off. probably put a lot of money into that movie. It was his movie, right? Yeah. I don't know how much he put into it, though. Who knows? I, be- I believe him. Louis, if you're listening, I'm still a fan. I of defend course, him. man. We love- Louis, if you're listening, comics watching comics season nine. We could use it, <laughs> we could use it on the we panel. We could use a panel. We need mid- mid-level panel. comics, so yeah. What's that? That's You were like mid-level comics before. We're going higher, yeah, we're baby. Going for Louis. <laughs> as soon as I get a fucking network body on this baby, we're going to get the high-level names out nice. there. Okay. So all my fr- all my panelist friends, sorry, guys. We got to go for greener pastures. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Tull, Chris Rock, you know what's up. <laughs> you know what's up. Speaking of plug, I was going to ask if you wanted to plug anything, but it's clear that you do want to plug. He got he got the odd, uh, not odd, he got the rare early plug oh, in the Kill You shit. last episode. We saved that for the end, but you know for you? Oh, my gotcha. God, thank gotcha. you. Comics watching comics seasons one through eight are on Amazon Video right now one through seven are on prime you can watch those for free if you have prime one through eight sorry eight is on uh, video uh, but it will be on prime eventually if you like mystery science here 3000 if you like last comic stand you're gonna love my fucking show so watch it uh share it please tell your friends i know this is hack and shrike but it's gonna help me get those viewers up and that's what i need to go to the networks is more viewers comics watching comics on amazon video and if you're fans of football fantasy football Fantasy football jibber jabber will be back this fall. If you like football and you like gambling on the NFL, 61% against the spread last year. Thank you. <laughs> oh, uh, I am a huge uh, football betting okay. man. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That's good, though. Then too. follow me at Kevin Goatee on oh, Facebook yeah. as well. You can see me make... Oh, I do videos with my daughter every week on the uh, for football. I do my picks while she, oh, eats, okay. a cook, while she eats a cookie. Oh, I get my picks. Got it. Nice. I'll be following. Get her um, started young in showbiz. Peter, what do you got? Um, I keep forgetting what to plug. I got nothing. Okay. Wow. I don't know. What, I, I, I have shows coming up, but I'm okay. like, I don't even know. <laughs> All right, you can see him hanging Peter's out. Doing well, I can, uh, you can oh, see. I'll be at uh, I'll be at Yonkers Comedy Club there you on go. That's uh, a good one. Thursday, there uh, April eighteenth. So two nice, Thursdays. nice. Uh, April twenty fourth, uh, the fourth edition of uh, Aggressively Chill Comedy Show at V Spot at seven p.m. It's a Wednesday. We got T.J. Miller on this one. Mike Racine, Dean David, and I uh, produce it. Uh, some more guys that are hilarious. Um, only guys. No kidding. We have girls too. Um, and uh, frantic. I'll be on the. Uh, the stand pop-up show at um, Rockwood Music Hall Stage 3 on April 22nd. Uh, Aaron Berg hosting, one of the funniest guys in the city. Yeah. Super excited for that show. I heard. think Ari's going to be on it, so I think it's going to be like nice. a sellout thing. It's a free show, so um, both shows are free, Aggressively Chill and Frantic, so uh, come through. You can see Peter also at the Howard 100 News offices. <laughs> 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 Trying to sneak, doing, sneak into serious. Doing doing his tan mom impression. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> did you put on weight, Shuli? Yes, yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. This is another episode of Kill You Last. Bye. Bye, guys. Later.